Hi everyone, welcome back. Uh, I'm here with uh, someone that I am very inspired by, someone that just has a lot of courage and someone that I believe in, um, and someone that's sort of a trendsetter in, in my life and sort of an inspiration to, to those around him and really a fantastic individual. Uh, has a background in physiotherapy, working with neuroscience, is that right? Um, and yeah, just a fascinating individual to me. So welcome to the media. Um, can tell us just a little bit about yourself? Obviously, I've given a bit of an intro, but anything else to you? Um, no, I think done well. Thank you. Um, not sure I'd agree with everything, but um, yeah. So yeah, so I work in physio um, with people with brain injuries mostly, um, and I've done a bit of work with people in like very acutely, so just after their brain injury, all the way to a bit further down the line when they're kind of learning how to walk again and all of that things. Um, so that's really interesting, um, and all of the joys of working in the NHS along with that. Um, and yeah, I play cricket. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so the way Amelia and I know each other, we, we spend a lot of time playing cricket together. Well, I'm a coach for the team Amelia plays for. Um, it's sort of been for well, the last two and a bit years now, and it's been, been a great sort of time. And sort of the way we've approached things, I think we're very similar but very different in ways. Sort of, we spoke a little bit about how goal setting me represents one thing but for you it's quite different and I think for me when we if people speak about goal setting I I find it as a as a sort of it gives you an idea of what you're aiming for gives you some your, your tasks of what you're trying to do and try to achieve success um but you speak to me on the other day about it and there's a little bit different so I just what, what is success what is what is goal setting to you what are your opinions on it uh yeah um I guess my issue with goal setting is that I think people set themselves like big life goals. I'm like, I'm not against that per se. Like, I think it's really important to have goals, but I think it's important. Like, I don't think having a goal should stop you from looking at other opportunities. So like if your big life goal was say, I don't know, to play cricket for England, like the likelihood of that goal, like that's a great goal to have. The likelihood of it happening is really small. So at what point do you like, shove out all other life opportunities to make that goal happen versus you know taking opportunities as they come and kind of seeing where they take you and so I think that life is quite interesting when you just let it kind of go and see what happens yeah um, so, so yeah. for you more about going with the, going with the flow of life is that sort of something for you to look at doing yeah I think so um and I think if you if you allow that, then when you pursue certain things, you kind of have to let go of other things. Um, someone said to me recently that, like, when you're, especially if you're making like bigger life decisions, that you kind of have two paths, and like you're at the crossroads, right? And so you can go, you can go down either way, but you also like it's okay to like mourn the loss of the other direction. Yeah. Um, and and i think that's really important so like your goal might change and it like it's okay to mourn the loss of that goal but then if you allow yourself to take it up other opportunities then you might not know where you come out the other end yeah so i think that's quite an interesting thing because i think with my life at the minute i, I had i very much had goals that i wanted to achieve one thing is national sport but the last few years i've i found myself drifting into other directions i think i still think with goal setting i um, I very much have goals, like life goals, but um, 
able to change them. I think mm-hmm. having flexibility in, in goals and just trying to sort of have them as action points more than definitive goals. That's been quite a fundamental thing for me. And starting something like this, doing a podcast last year, I would never thought of doing that or doing sort of mental health schemes. But that was never never my life's goal. Uh, my life was always just to play cricket, but now I'm playing cricket, but not at a level I wanted to. But it's allowed, it's allowed me to go down different avenues. And so I had this discussion with my parents last week about how I actually don't want to play professional cricket anymore. But I want to play cricket still. So that's the avenue that's opened up a lot of doors for me. And that's what I think quite an important message to, to everyone, like, like you're saying. Um, so it's changing my mindset as well. Um, I think goals are very much just action plans. And you have to take action to your goals. I think you are saying you need to be a bit more flexible with it and allow allow things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And also that views how you define success. So I don't think anyone would look at you and say, Oh, you haven't played professional cricket, therefore you're not successful. So how you measure yourself in terms of what's successful depends on what your goals are. So if you don't allow yourself to be flexible with your goals, then how do you ever feel successful? Right. How, how would you define success then? What, what would you look, look at? Um, I think that's very, it really varies from person to person. Um, and I think some, like some people would say that success is financial, like you've made it when you're rich. Um, other people, maybe success is just staying healthy. And I think, you know, when you work with people who are very disabled, often that become disabled, you know, from one day to the next, you're like, what is successful? changes a little bit because you know you can just lose it so quickly yeah um so for so for me being a, like just being able to play cricket because it brings me so much happiness that for me is like success in itself and I think that then kind of helps you like navigate playing sport because just being fit enough to play is and I'm sure like because you're out with your injury yeah. like I don't know maybe you feel similar like just being able to play just brings you that is enough. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I I think I'm very similar with that now. Is a lot last year, but background was injury. I had my ACL last year, took me out of sport for for eight months, and I've had a couple couple of big injuries. So um, I think this year, in terms of success for me in sport related, is just sort of being able to do it again. I think that's a lot to do with like people's perspective, and a lot of people, like say, aim for financial gains, but a lot of people don't actually feel fulfilled. Now, I've spoken to my parents about it and they, at times, they financially were stable and other friends are, are well off, but then a lot of times they're not, they're not happy. And doing a bit of research into it, it was it's quite interesting listening to other podcasts that people's happiness resonates to, to money or material gains. It's not often the positive thing. I think if you can shift it towards sort of what internal happiness and sort of things that aren't quantitative, that often leads you to having a good life and allows you to achieve it, your version of success. Um, and for you, what what sort of things do you do to, to try to achieve your success? What what do you what do you look at? Um, I don't really. I'm not like I'm not well at the moment. I'm not really striving for anything. No. I think there's some things that you enjoy, and I'm quite privilege to be able to pursue them um and so I think there's times in life when you know you'll have an end goal so like obviously when I was studying you know 
success was was graduating and, and going into physiotherapy. So obviously there's times when you can like focus your attention on things. Um, but there's other times in life that I'm in now where you just kind of, you don't have that. And so you can just allow yourself to drift and try out different things and like travel or, you know, spend time like building relationships or whatever, um, playing cricket, which turns out takes up huge amounts of time. Um, and, and I guess that's where you come back to like opportunities in that if you allow yourself to, to kind of drift without a big goal, then something might come up and you think that's amazing. I'm going to go and pursue that for a little bit. How, how do you know something's going to come up there? Oh, you don't, but it always does. It always does. But what, what sort of an example of that that you can give, give us for you? Well, I mean, playing for Italy, like completely out of the blue, wasn't pursuing it, wasn't really looking for it, um, was at a stage where I'd basically quit my job and was just going to go traveling and like see what happened. And then like a week later, I was playing in Italy and then I played for the national team and now it's completely taken over my life. Um, and I wasn't looking for it. It was just Campo, just, I just heard him speaking like out of the blue and he put me in touch. And so, yeah, it, that, and I, I was in a place where I could say yes to that because I'd stopped working. Um, and so something else will happen in the next few months and it will stick and it will be interesting and I'll go off and pursue that and, and that'll be fine. Do you think it's sort of more about life, it's more about just taking on experiences, taking chances, or do you think a lot of people live strict lives, achieve things, or? I think it depends on the person, it depends on your privilege. You can't do what I'm doing if you don't have, like, family that will support you, financially be able to do that. Like, some, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you can't just quit your job and be like, well, you know, I might go and play a bit of cricket in Italy. Like, it just doesn't happen. So I think it's always worth taking opportunities. But I think if you're in a kind of place where you, you know, you're struggling and you're not so, you know, well off and, you know, life hasn't afforded you lots of nice things, then it's much harder. It's much harder. Do you think there's people that are living sort of a tougher lifestyle, that aren't as privileged as you and me are, that they can still achieve success? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. But it's just, it's much harder and probably much less likely. But then having never been in that situation, I don't really feel like I can speak on behalf of, of them. It's just kind of what you, I guess, read in like articles and things and just kind of, you know, like the, the ECB report about what cricket's like. And, you know, I think that's reflected in, you know, in lots of areas of the game where privilege makes you more likely to succeed. Yeah, I think for me, having seen growing up in Africa and sort of seeing what the two extremes are, I, I was fortunate to, to have a bit of both in my life. I think sort of, you can see, because I had Adam Mape, whose parents grew up during apartheid, who never really had the opportunities that he has now. And his parents have worked a lot harder than, than he has had to. Um, but to see the fruition of that is sort of more inspirational, I think. Uh, it's sort of something that I I I enjoy a lot. It's sort of trying to relate and understand and just listen to people that aren't as privileged as as I am, and sort of hearing their success and sort of hearing what they have had to go through is almost more inspirational to to sort of well, motivate me to be better and 
I think that's sort of something that I will continue to do. I don't know what it's like for you, sort of reading articles. Does that have any effect on you or hearing stories or? I think, yeah, yeah, it does. I think it makes you reflect, doesn't it, on like what you or what what you can do, like what people can achieve. Um, and I think, yeah, I just think it's, it's really inspirational. Um, But yeah, I think everyone has their struggles, but it's when you have, I guess it comes back down to like having the networks around you that support you and why that's so important is that if you have the right kind of networks around you, then things become easier. Is that just family networks or what sort of networks are you talking I mean, about? It can be anyone, can't it? Like it, it only takes one person, like one good coach or like a good school teacher that can completely change the course of someone's life. Um, and having someone who kind of fights your corner for you. So um, I think that's always really important, regardless of who you are. How do you identify people that are fighting your corner? I guess someone that believes in you when you don't, or that sees something in you that maybe you don't realise at the time, um, and kind of would do that for you unconditionally. So, uh, for me, I, I had a teacher back in, back in school, and also a coach who I've just recently reconnected with. And for me, I, I can only reflect now, two, three years or so after I'd last spoken to them, how much of an impact it had. I think in the present moment, no one actually realizes who's actually fighting their corner. So I think for me, when I try to identify people who are in my corners, trying to actually spend time reflecting, which I think we, we touched on earlier, trying to reflect on what our situation has, where, where we've come from, and sort of that almost you know, identify, okay, there, maybe I have a successful relationship with someone that I wasn't quite aware of, but I am now. And trying to like, almost, I've gone back to him, gone back to my coach, and so him and I have just spent a lot of time just chatting the last couple of, couple of weeks. And that's been quite a quite a magical process. And yeah, th thanks to him, now I'm off to, to Ireland next month, which is going to be exciting. We're going to have a chat there. Um, but I think just trying to find people you want, I would say you don't, you don't have to find them, I think. You just have to just sort of, I think, have a bit of awareness around mm -hmm. social situations that pick up on small social cues, which you only learn over time about who's actually in your corner. Um, so don't know if you, you have any examples of, of that in the last, last while for you. Um, I mean, I guess, like, my Italy coach, he, like, I've always felt like I was a batter, but he was the first one to kind of, like look at me batting and go yeah you're a batter like yeah you can bat like it's just let's change your technique a little bit and and like you'll be a good batter um and like no one ever really has said that to me um and I think that's it's just it's just always well it's always nice isn't it when someone like believes in you and believes that you can achieve but then it's also nice when you see the results of someone like spending the time with you to like work on something and like investing in you as either a person or like cricketer or like your job or whatever it might be um and yeah it's, it's just nice <laughs> <laughs> where where do you think a lot of people's success stems from so or what what's their motives behind doing things <sighs> that's a difficult question i think it probably really depends on the person and their situation and probably I don't know, maybe what their family didn't have or 
um, what they want or doing something for someone else, like family, um, or you know, proving to themselves something that they needed to, like that they were able to be successful. Just search of happiness. I don't know, I think there's lots of reasons why you might try and be successful. Yeah, I think that's just goals then as well. Is that not, not, is that not life goals? But you can be successful without achieving your goal. Like, I don't know, say, if you make a really good cup of tea, that's not a goal I have in life, but it's just like a little bit of success, like right there, you can enjoy a really nice cup of tea. So I, I, mm, and also you can achieve a goal, but not be successful, I think. So like, I was always quite academic. So I would say if I, did what did an exam and pass but didn't get a good grade technically the goal is achieved but is it success maybe not so i think they're slightly different things yeah yeah i just find it very very fascinating because i think from actually from my side i always always related my success to things that i was achieving so the things that i was proving to myself and i sort of came across a quote on social media of trying to build up undeniable proof and I think that without I've had to dive into sort of your side of, of what success is and sort of how you define it, sort of how I'm trying to find a balance between between the two. I think I have I've had to build up proof that I can do a lot of things. And that's to build up again sort of like self worth, self confidence, and sort of self esteem to push that high up to then go on and be sort of more successful in what I'm doing. And that's been my major role this year. I think. In, in our club environment, that's been my big thing. I've had to go out and prove things to others and prove things to myself more importantly. And that sort of led to success in my, in my realms, which has been quite a fun process to what to do. Um, I think it's just all, for me, it's all about just trying to do it and put myself in situations that are actually very uncomfortable for me. And that's a lot of what like, the line of work I'm doing, a lot of time I'm actually very uncomfortable. But be able to go and do that and put myself in situations where I'm exposed to different things has been the greatest tool that I've ever, I've ever well, done, used. So um, I think that's sort of the, my, my version of success now is it's still very open to change and open to interpretation. Like I said, like perspectives about is, is everything when it comes to success is quite a valuable lesson, I think, for everyone to learn. Um, and in terms of like building positive relationships with people, how how do you go about doing that? Um, I'm quite introverted, so I don't go out of my way to talk to people or socialise or spend time with people because I'm quite happy in my own company. Um, but I think it's really important to have good positive relationships around you, whether that's well basically wherever you are um and i think it's really important to work like to work on it and to maintain those and when you find people around you that are good to you i think it's really important to foster those relationships um i think one of the most important things is just to be a nice person like it doesn't you know if you're nice and you do things that you think are right then you, if people disagree with you, then that's fine. But you kind of know that, that you did 
what you thought was the right thing? Yeah, you're talking about, about authenticity. About what? Being authentic. Oh, authentic. Yeah. yeah, you can't always be authentic, though. Why? I think. Um, because there are situations that you need to be in where you might need to change slightly how you come across in order to, you know, in, for that specific environment. So your authentic self, maybe on a post-match celebration, would be different to, say, if I was working with a patient. Like, And I think different people ask different things of you, so it's okay to flex around what they what they might need you to be at that moment. How, how do you think people build up that skill, though, of trying to identify what's required in different situations? Just experience, I think. Getting it wrong, getting it right. Um, just learning from being around people. I think in that respect, working in the NHS is really good because you know, you're always around people and in your team, there's lots of different personalities and there's always clashing of personalities and of how things are done. And, and I think learning how to like know when someone just wants to vent at you versus when someone asks, is asking for your opinion or they want you to solve a problem. Like, I think that's a really important thing to be able to navigate. And often they just want to vent at you. So I spend a lot of time just nodding at people. <laughs> Smile and wave. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've, I've had that habit the last, last while. <laughs> yeah and that's that's fine you know, yeah that's what people need yeah I, I find like as someone that's has spent a lot of time as an only child by himself and listening to a lot of people it's it's quite a fascinating thing to just like a good skill to have to be able to sit back and just go right just, just come on just, just talk just talk i'm not, I'm not going to say anything to you i'm just yeah i might I might start dozing off here but that's what i might do with you it's just um it's just all about do i have that skill and i think developing skills they all, it all comes from experience and putting yourself in situations where you can do it. Uh, yeah, I think that's what that, the key message for me, I think, from our conversation now is if you can put yourself into situations to learn, the better it is for your life. Absolutely. And I was trying to go with a segment here. Sort of, is there any sort of story that sticks out to you where you've put yourself in a situation? As we spoke about Italy. Is there any sort of other situation in life where you've gone out and we really put myself out, out there into the, into the world and see what happens? Um, I mean, I guess, I, yeah, sometimes, like some weird stuff happened. Someone offered me an all-expenses-paid trip to Lapland to do like a tour guide there. <laughs> so I did that for a weekend. Um, that was really weird. Um, and yeah, I guess just having, the, again, this thing about opportunities is just having the, having the balls to say yes, I guess, and just not catastrophizing about what's the worst that could happen. Like, oh, what if it goes wrong? You know, what if, you know, I get lost in Lapland or whatever, um, because it, it rarely happens. And when things do go wrong, it's rarely like that bad. And there's always, you know, people are happy to help or, you know, you're always more organised than you think you are or whatever. Um, uh, I mean, becoming a physio was pretty, I mean, brain injury physio is, 
you you often walk into situations that are quite difficult um and so i think that just it just builds resilience because it, you kind of have to um and your patients are so dependent on you that they you kind of have no other choice and so being able to like deal with those situations um i think helps you for when you go into other you know like outside of outside of work and it also may, means that you can say yes to more opportunities because you're like well what if tomorrow i can't you know yeah yeah no, it's, all, it's all very special so i've enjoyed learning about all your, your stories of your physio work and the messages we sort of sent and how how i found how much an individual can influence people and how sort of all you're doing and i don't think you actually realize how big it is for everyone in your in your environment and i mean that the heart of heart of hearts that to sort of see see you go and go play for the Italian national team for you to sort of take that risk of not stopping work and just trying to put it all into one basket and just trying to just try new things and sort of seeing as as a player as, as well sort of the development there and sort of getting to know you a bit more on, on a personal level I think how how amazing it actually is to sort of see see you do what you do and how, how important it is to have the people around you people like you around yourself and building that community has, has been massive um so thank you very much for sharing everything yeah, yeah, thank you. um and yeah we look forward to more more time speaking about a lot of a lot of things a lot of nonsense but also learning a lot so thank you very much no thanks for having me it's been nice awesome